0: I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Mario, also known as the Node Defender, and the CEO of Collecti Labs, Selman G, is in the building. So I'm very excited for this episode. Today And Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how LIBOR's loss to the SEC may affect the whole industry due to the fact that their fair notice defense against the SEC has failed. We show our listeners what this could mean for Ripple in their battle highlighting how the Ethereum Alliance and XRP Army may have more in common than meets the eye. The United States government now holds over $4.3 billion in Bitcoin as a new document has emerged from 1996, showing our listeners just how long the NSA has been working with electronic cash. FTX halted exchanges this weekend as thousands of consumers rushed to pull funds away from the agency. While the second most powerful man in China was arrested this week, potentially bringing massive change to their central bank digital currency program. And with the tokenization of everything underway, a new partnership to tokenize real estate on the XRPL could only be the beginning. We break down the details, bringing our listeners to the front line of the digital revolution. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, we are skipping right past you, my friend, and going to the Node Defender this morning. Mario, we got 170 warriors joining us already. Shout out to all you guys. Thank you for being here. Before we get into the news for today, how you feeling, my friend? Thanks for joining us.
1: Feeling great. Yeah, shout out to all the warriors out there. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I'm rocking this blue storage shirt today. I attended a, an event a couple of weeks ago and they were there. They're awesome people. I highly recommend you check their project out. But nonetheless, excited to be back on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, let's get it going.
0: Salman, I'm really excited to have you on today's episode because we're going to talk about more use cases coming to the XRPL. And for anyone who doesn't know, you've launched your NFT project on the XRPL. So it's exciting times. Before we dive into that, how are you feeling and what's on your mind, my friend?
2: Man, the eclipse is real. Gonza has been talking about it nonstop, right? waters is above. And I've been like texting him, dude, it's November 5th. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. And boom, my funds on FTX are like on hold right now. <laughs> I Didn't expect that. But yeah, um, it's it's just insane what's going on, right? Uh, in China, on especially a big war happening in crypto, even though the big guys now finally have a like a strategic, I don't know, settlement. But like, it's just insane. And people on Twitter are freaking out. So I'm excited for this show. Let's go.
0: Awesome, guys. And we're going to start this show the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is slightly down this morning, sitting in moderate fear to 31. But let's figure out what's really going on with the total coin market cap. As surprisingly, we got a big green candle coming in. We're sitting at $974 in total market cap. Bitcoin is 39% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. Bitcoin is back over 20,000 at 20,100. Ethereum is 1,500. XRP is 44 cents. We're getting some comments in the live chat that the market is moving. Doesn't appear to be moving on my screen, but we're going to go to Quant, which is at 149. Mario, it's your first time on the show this week, and I'm sure all of our listeners are tuning in for the library news as well as the FTX collapse. But I'd love to hear what you're watching. How do you feel about what's going on with FTX? We've been talking about it for quite a while.
1: Yeah, I, I. It looks like this could be the event that everybody was anticipating, being that we're we're in full moon and we're also in that lunar eclipse, right? So it's certainly. I, I thought we may have gone a little bit lower. I was getting ready to buy a couple of things, but I thought we may have revisited the, you know, close to the seventeens, eighteens. But I don't know. Let's see. It's just. It's crazy how emotional people are. Just the bad news about FTX just immediately causes people to panic sell. But I, I don't get it. Like, I mean, the people that are in FTX, I get it. But why would you panic sell Bitcoin if you're not in FTX? Um, you know, it's, it's just part of the plan. And, and it's a ritual. <laughs> like Waters Above Crypto says, it's a ritual. And uh, all we can do is just be aware of it and try to make the best decision that we can you know, with the circumstances.
0: Exactly. And all we can try to do is figure out the details. And that's what we try to provide on this show. We got 229 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Before we dive into the news for today, I'd love to get some quick comments from Selman. We have finished a typical bear market regression sellman, and the Bitcoin price chart we're showing right now. It shows us that historically, this is the time for a rebound. We touch this trend line and we immediately recover. With the FTX news going on today, the market's having a sharp recovery. I'm wondering what you're thinking. Are you seeing any signs of a market bottom or are we going to have this black swan event everyone's anticipating?
2: Now, I was actually a little bullish the last days, even though everybody called out for Uh, A bull trap, right? Because everybody was calling out for new lows and uh, price pump. Momentum is there, perfect conditions. Um, However, you know, we weren't able to hold key levels. Even if we see a nice bounce right now, I'm still uh, very much like scared right now because um, it kind of looks like it will look like a bull trap if we can conquer uh, 21,800 anytime soon. And this is why I'm uh, currently very indecisive. That uh, fake pump right now, back to 20K from 19 to 20. I think that's just like a that quick response. We could still see more lows. So I'm currently just um, on hold. I really want this whole industry to burn, right? I want it to go down now. I really, really want it to go down to 14K. But historically, apps, you're right. Uh, one year, exactly like a, one year after, Um, A blow off top, the Bitcoin all time high. We've seen the bottom for uh, Bitcoin and it's currently, you know, November. So we are actually there. So historically, yes, that was the best time to buy. But um, because of given, uh, you know, I don't know, like uh, data, the war. On, uh, in the crypto space, who knows, maybe this could become a black swan event and we could see a, couple, a little bit more lows.
0: Selman, and we're getting some breaking news right now as Binance has just acquired FTX and purchased a lot of their debt. We're going to have to break down the details by finding a Twitter thread out there for our listeners. But I did want to get some quick comments on the DXY right now because we've been in a bull market for the last nine months and we're testing a very strong trend line here. Selman, any brief comments on the DXY?
2: Yeah, so um, today's Election Day, right, in the U.S.? So that's, that's um, also an important thing. If the the, the red guys win, right, um, it's probably going to be uh, that nice relief. If the blue guys win, obviously, that's that could kind of at least that's what the market is like um, thinking of that market could really tank. But the dollar index right now losing momentum is a great sign. Everything was great, guys. The Dow Jones, S&P, all of them are currently bullish. So everything was great. But that news update in the crypto space that really messed up and um, some people even said like hey the eclipse it looks like it, it only affected China some some um, like, like politics and crypto but not the the stock market. That's re- really interesting and you know crypto space is fully emotional driven and so um, it's really weird but um, if everything settles, if this was just a very sh- shock like a very short shock wave, then, you know, dollar index going down, it's it's actually, you know, a great, uh, there is great momentum for another pump.
0: Thank you, Salmon. And we got 265 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got Johnny Crypto in the building and we're going to him first on this next article because FTX has appeared to be purchased by Binance. We already had prepared to uncover some FTX news, so let's dive into the details here. FTX appears to have stopped processing withdrawals on exchanges as the on-chain data shows. The last withdrawal was able to take place at 6.30 a.m. this morning, and it happened on the Ethereum blockchain. So the Ethereum exchange FTX seems to have stopped processing clients' requests for withdrawals, according to the on-chain data. FTX has been facing client withdrawals after Binance CEO said that the exchange would begin selling its FTT holdings. After recent revelations in reference to an earlier report from Coindesk that revealed the details of a sister firm, Almeida Research, balance sheet. The FTX CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, tried to calm the market, telling people, The exchange is fine. This was clearly not the case after this morning when we saw the stock charts plummet. And now we've got Binance rumors, because we haven't confirmed this yet. We're finding this out live on air, has just purchased FTX, Johnny. So while I pull that up, I'd love to get some comments. What's on your mind?
3: Yeah, you know, I just sent you the link to it. uh, So it's in the chat if you want to pop it up on the screen. You can't see much, but apparently uh, they sold out. So, you know, it's funny because I feel like it reminds me we're back in 2001 all over again. For those of you who weren't in diapers back then, you might remember that. uh, So this crew doesn't count. You guys are on diapers. But for all the other folks out there who are older, you'll remember a company called Enron. And they were cooking the books, basically. And you almost have a very, very similar situation that's happening here today where, you know, they they print money out of thin air. And then they were swapping around between some sister companies they created and then converting these fake printed coins out of thin air into USDT it for USDT, and then took that and started using that money. But the bottom line was there's no liquidity behind FTX or FTT. So when people start come knocking on the door, guess what? The price tanks. And, and I just saw uh, a video today where it said Binance was going to be selling all of its position in FTX, and it was going to take a few months. That's how many coins they had. FTX can't survive that. It would have died, and that's why you're seeing now. Johnny I'd love out.
0: to get some quick comments on this right here it said binance pulled a George Soros they funded FTX then crashed the token only to purchase it at cheaper prices that's a pretty
3: factual comment what do you think about that Ru it's exactly what's happening think about what's happening right now FTX was like I think a hundred dollars a year ago all right so so think about this they pumped this thing up right they print they print the coin for free then they pumped the coin all the way up to I don't know what it is a $1, thousand a hundred bucks it got up to Right. They capitalized. They sold all that. So somebody got really rich, got pocketed, and then it crashed all the way down to $14, I think, is what I saw last night. And now Binance is buying it probably for somewhere in that range for pennies on the dollar. This is how the game works, boys. Welcome to the world of smart money.
0: Selman, you just showed that hilarious clip of their Binance CEO bringing the sink into the FTX headquarters. Let that sink in. (laughs) I'd love to get some serious comments here. What do you think about Binance acquiring FTX? I want to remind our listeners, tomorrow we have BitBoy Crypto joining the show. So I'm sure we're going to get some real serious insight what's going on behind the scenes. But Selman, what are you watching and what do you think about this acquisition here?
2: Yeah, first of all, I mean, that was surprising. I was thinking of, okay, Binance is really trying to hurt um ftx and you know the the way SBF responded hey uh cz let's work together and you know for this ecosystem i kind of feel like now uh it it shows that um finance is dominating right not just in numbers but like even psychologically uh, dominating and you know uh, that's really surprising for me that gives me at least hope that i my funds will be safe but it's just um You know, there is a cool tweet I found, um, and I want to share this with you guys. It's just super interesting. Pretty much, you know, we got this guy here, very famous. I predicted predicted the collapse of FTX several months ago. The truth is 99% of crypto exchanges and cryptocurrencies are scams aimed to manipulate and steal from the working class. This space must get rid of these snakes before it can prosper. And some people are also saying hope that we can see these- Not just snakes, rats and weasels as well. That's right. <laughs> right he's
3: kind of he's halfway there. Rat snake weasels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, a great, uh, it's very telling, Selman. And I think this market is going through a pivotal time and a pivotal shift. But before we dive into our articles for today, Mario, I'd love to get some brief comments. Binance has just acquired FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried hopefully is getting pushed out the door. Only a joke there, but I'd love to hear some of your thoughts, Mario.
1: Yeah, I don't think, uh, so it's nothing concrete. Yeah, I was just reading through the uh, through the tweet, through the thread that SBF put out not too long ago, maybe like 20 minutes ago. And so they're working on a deal, but the details of that deal have not been released yet. Also, the other thing too, FTX US and Binance US are two separate companies and they're not impacted by whatever's going on right now. So people in the US can do withdrawals on FTX, um, but I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, this has got to be planned. There's no way this is not planned. It's just... I just, put out a t- I just retweeted it, and I put a guy like eating popcorn, and that's what it is. You were just watching a show here. And here's and- some more
0: inside information, Mario, Is they have some breaking details on FTX balance sheet. It's showing that FTX balance sheet is currently down over 200 Bitcoin after 20,000 Bitcoin have left the exchange in just the past 24 hours. Selman, I'd love to get some closing remarks here on this FTX news. Everyone's pulling their funds from the exchanges. Do you think the Binance acquisition is going to make a fundamental difference here?
2: Uh, yeah, as Mario said, it was... Probably well-planned and probably right now, like, uh <laughs> probably right now, uh, SPF was, like, maybe begging him to help him, etc., right? And then, like, he probably said, hey, I'm going to buy you for a very cheap price. You have no choice, etc., or I'm going to make you pay for it or whatever. I'm, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to, cr- like, crush you, Right. Maybe um, that's the reason why he's like, now, uh, thanks so much for uh, CZ support and Binance support. Um, Perfect. We solved this problem, blah, blah, blah. But in the behind the scenes, he was probably, you know, telling him, I'm going to crush you if you don't sign this deal. And so we don't know what happens behind uh, closed doors. Right. But crypto space, we know um, it it can be a very, very uh, like. Turbulent, ugly, time. Ugly situation, turbulent. And Johnny,
0: I'd love to remind our listeners, we showed this document yesterday, breaking down Sam Bankman frieds political donations over the past 12 months. He donated over $39 million and over 92% of that 39 million went to the Democratic campaign. So there's some really interesting stats here. I'd love to get some quick remarks. And I want to remind our listeners, there's 342 live listeners joining us this morning. Show us some love, smash that like button. We are yet to get into the most exciting news. But before we do that, why don't you break down what Sam's doing here, Johnny?
3: Yeah, well Sam's doing it. Sam's going to go need some money to try to save his ass. I bet he wishes he had some of that money back right now. But uh no, listen, this is just yeah, obviously where he's you know, it'd be interesting to see who the who the money actually went to, who he's actually buying. That would be the really interesting thing. He's, he he's spent 200 grand on Republicans. I like to know what Republicans he he's uh is obviously one or two he wants to put in his pocket. But yeah, this is just going to buy you influence, right? We know how this game works. It's a, it's buying lobbyists. That's what's happening.
0: Thank you, Johnny. And let's dive into the most important news, what I believe is the most important news for today, as Library has lost their case against the SEC, and this could possibly be setting precedent for the entire crypto industry. So I'd love to dive into some of the details here. Libor loses the SEC case and calls the ruling dangerous precedent for crypto, stating that every cryptocurrency in the U.S. is a security including Ethereum under this president. So very, very impactful news here. The SEC and Securities and Exchange Commission has won its case against Library this weekend, the company behind Library Protocol. They tweeted out, we lost, sorry everyone. We're going to lick our wounds for a little bit, but we're not giving up in our battle because there's no reasonable tier or fact that the SEC could reject the SEC's contention that LIBOR offered LBC as a security. L library does not have any triable defense and it lacked a fair notice defense. So the sec is entitled to this judgment. Let me just put that into English here. What this is saying is that Libor said that they were not given a fair notice by the sec. Clearly they had no hard evidence for that because they used the funding from the token to launch their product. So Johnny, while I pull up some of their details, I'd love to give you the floor. What do you think about the sec winning this case? And do you believe it could set precedent for the entire crypto market?
3: Well, you know, Uh, So I'm not an attorney, so so you got to take everything I say with a grain of salt. But the way I understand the law works is each one of these cases can theoretically set precedent for the next one, okay? But for that to happen, the facts in the case have to be the same or very, very similar. And I don't know enough detail on the library case versus the Ripple case and the differences other than, you know, I know there's one we discussed where Ripple already had its technology ready to go. Whereas library didn't have any technology ready when they launched, that may or may not be a big enough difference where it, it where the, the where the ruling of this case wouldn't apply to the Ripple. So, but I don't know. We need an attorney to come and speak on that. I'm sure Jeremy Hogan will be all over this. Jim, if you're out there listening, make a video and tell us whether we need to worry about this or not. Spot on, Mario.
0: And I'm coming to you on this one. I tweeted this out last night. So there is a couple structural differences between what Ripple's going through with the SEC and what Library went through. The XRPL was completely running and functional before Ripple even sold a single XRP. Library was decided on the fact that its network and coin not having a use case or utility when it was first launched. XRP has far too many use cases, not just some type of a content platform. And anybody who's not familiar with what this product is, library does what publishing does. Library does to publishing what Bitcoin does to money. So it decentralizes the YouTube market. It gives you control over your views and control over your subscribers. Pretty interesting product here. Mario, what are some of your thoughts?
1: Yeah, from the from the from from what I've seen about what happened in the case, uh, and again, I've just been reading on Twitter, know the comments back from the team library they were very they were very disappointed and and i guess the main concern about this whole thing is the fact that everything kind of falls as a security even ethereum and that's quoting their tweet so that's the problem in the space right now is that the u.s continues to to uh prevent this innovation from happening by by wanting to categorize cryptocurrencies just like securities are seen and then I mean, the good thing is that we have that new that new office opening up at the beginning of the year. So let's hope that that gives a little bit of clarity over to to the cryptocurrency space. But I'm interested to see how Ripple does. I mean, this is not a good precedent for Ripple now that there is um, something that just happened. It's a precedent. So it's not going to be good for the Ripple versus SEC case. But let's see. Keeping an eye out on those accounts for more information. Yeah. James K. Fillin and also Jeremy Hogan and obviously uh, Deaton.
0: Uh, this tweet actually says that Libor does not have a triable defense that it lacked fair notice as the SEC is entitled to that judgment. The SEC's motion for summary judgment has been granted and this is the tweet I wanted to show our listeners right here. One of the, one of the people on Twitter said, "I haven't been keeping track of the library case. Does this give any indication of how the Ripple case will go?" One of the users responded, "No." Library had an ICO, an initial coin offering. There was also no utility on day one, so essentially it's a security. Ripple did not have an ICO, and this is also a failed motor defense by the SEC. Ripple set that aside and is now attacking the investment contract on part of the highway test, which there is one. Selman G, I'm going to give you the floor. What are you thinking about this? Is this setting precedent for what's going on with Ripple against the SEC?
2: There is a big difference, right, uh, between both and um... – this is why I, I believe you know the the cards for for Ripple you know are definitely way better uh, because we didn't have that you know that traditional ICO and since day one it was highly decentralized et cetera. right and utility was there so um it's it's a in my opinion when I read that yesterday for me it was like okay like I can't even compare both Ripple has a completely different um you know um case in the and in, in the library obviously, you know, is, is, you know, was kind of like acting as a, um, as a like security. The thing is though, they also mentioned that, you know, um, there is no clear agenda. There is no clear, um, law they, they right now, businesses don't really know how to do this, how to launch a fully, I don't know, like a fully blockchain that is, you know, in operating in the U S it's impossible and so um, when I read that, of course, there there was these uh, I, I saw these differences and uh, or and similarities as well. So um, I, I can't say much about that. And library, to be honest, I don't know that I didn't hear much about library and that they were even sued by uh, SEC. So um, that's even showing you how Ripple has you know the resources to fight against. And I don't think that library had a big chance, right? They I did I don't think that they were able to like. Take this for so so long, and I would love to know how much they have spent so far for for this um, for this fight. Whereas you know we know Ripple has been like investing more or spending more than hundred million dollars.
0: That's a great point, Selman. And we got 378 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. You are getting the latest updates when it comes to Ripple versus the SEC. And Johnny Crypto, I do want to defer to you for some closing statements here. One of the biggest fundamental differences with what happened with Library and what's going on with Ripple is that Ripple already existed before, uh, sorry, XRP already existed before Ripple offered their tokens and also XRP already had use cases before Ripple started offering their token. So two massive differences there, but it does play a role in the current lawsuit. So I'd love to get some of your thoughts. What are you anticipating?
3: Yeah, listen, at the end of the day, like I said earlier, it's all about the facts in the case and there's different facts in the case. So the reality is while I don't think, and again, I'm not an attorney, but while I don't think this precedent would really um, maybe have that much of an impact on the Ripple case, but I'll be watching John Deaton at four o'clock to hear what he thinks because that's what really matters. I do think the SEC will absolutely do anything in its power to try and leverage it. They're definitely going to say, "Oh, see, we won. We we used the fair no, the fair notice defense didn't work in the library." They're absolutely going to try. They're going to try to use that precedent. It's probably not going to work, but they're absolutely, in my opinion, the SEC is going to try to. This this is a, this is a big win for the SEC today. In their minds, this is going to be a big win, and they're absolutely going to try to leverage it, I think, against Ripple. I just don't think it's going to hold. And the last
0: statement I want to read for our listeners is the one that they said right here. The language used here sets an extraordinarily dangerous precedent that makes every cryptocurrency in the United States a security that would include Ethereum. And I don't believe that's going to be the case because when you study who funds people like Gary Gensler, it's many members of the Ethereum Alliance, such as BlackRock, JP Morgan. The people who are putting money in the pockets of the SEC commissioners are the same people who are financially incentivized to allow Ethereum to succeed. So that's part of knowing the game right there. We got 390 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Just building on your point here, Johnny. I'm going to the Node Defender next, but I want to read this quote for our listeners as well. If Ethereum is allowed to be traded freely in the market, so too must XRP. And if XRP is subject to restrictions, so should Ethereum. Any other result creates a competitive imbalance that cannot be rationalized with reference to fair enforcement of the federal securities laws. This is a statement that was made to Jay Clayton just days after he filed a lawsuit against Ripple originally. Mario, I'd love to get some quick remarks. If they regulate XRP, those same regulations should apply to Ethereum. They should be careful here. What does this mean to you?
1: Yeah, they should apply it to Ethereum, and it should apply it to a lot of other cryptocurrencies. And and that's the problem, you know, if we don't if we don't want blockchain and and the technology and cryptocurrencies to be seen that way, then it needs to be looked at differently. And I think it will, uh, just because you know the rest of the world is is not against it. The rest of the world is, sees it for what it is, and and has not decided to go after Ripple or or after XRP for that matter. So I think it's just. Again, theater, we're just watching the show. And hopefully this uh, this uh, case with Ripple sets the uh, sets the um, the new rules or the new regulations that, that are going to come into play. Some, and one of the reasons
0: you went from the Ethereum blockchain to the XRPLs, not only is it cheaper and more efficient, but you believe this wave is just getting started. And I think that XRPL is going to become one of the centerpieces of DeFi over the next four or five years. I'd love to get some quick remarks here. Any regulations that apply to Ethereum or apply to XRP should apply to Ethereum and vice versa- What does this mean to you, these quotes from a 2020 SEC commissioner?
2: Um, As Mario said, I believe, you know, we definitely need more clarity and this should be applied to many, many uh, cryptocurrencies. And, you know, um, last week, you know, we talked about the commissioner talking about how uh, the SEC needs to provide the law, right? It has to be super clear. And then in case someone doesn't really um, is compliant, then, you know, you can use um, like – enforcement etc but in this case that's missing so absolutely um there should be the same kind of um treatment for the ripple case and I, I can tell you that because you said you know we moved from ethereum to um xrpl the more we dived in and this is just a side note guys the more we dive in and use xrpl every single day and um we realize, of course Ethereum has its pros and cons. XRPL has its pros and cons. But, like, guys, I can tell you one thing. I posted this, uh, like, a couple days ago. Once smart contracts, right, real hooks, uh, they're called on XRPL. Once that comes, because we don't have them, like, uh, external, these smart contracts, because most of the things are native, guess what? Great value will come to XRPL it's going to add so much value but you know regulation would really boost and make you know room for institutional adoption so um we need that kind of regulation they gave to ethereum that free pass we need that for ripple and then you know XRPL could really go to the moon
0: thank you Salman. and we're showing a brand new update the title of our video was library 589 connection johnny this may be confirmation of the simulation here as the library case was filed on march 29th of 2021 and the ruling came to a result on 11-7-2022 that is 589 days between when it was filed and when it was resolved
3: what does this mean to you my friend are we in the simulation it means we have some really good sleuths out there. Who who counts it? Who does that stuff? I mean, it's just amazing. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is um, – there, there are certainly – I mean, Mario's right. If you're going to come after XRP, you almost can go after all of them, take them all down. I think I think that's really the whole point of the Hinman emails, and that's why we may or may not ever see them because they probably say the same thing. So I can't wait to see those Hinman emails. Hopefully, you know, that that's another whole difference. In this case of of what's happening there as well. So we'll have to wait and see, Abs. But it is very interesting to see ties to 589. Very, very, very interesting. It's just so funny. It's like you can't even make this stuff up. Mario, I'd just like to get some quick comments,
0: more of a fun article here. 589 days between when the lawsuit was filed and the resolution. What is that what does that trigger for you in your mind?
1: Well, it doesn't excite me because I've been hearing the ten thousand dollar number so so much on Twitter that five eighty nine doesn't seem like a lot anymore. But uh, I don't know, coincidence or you know part of the plan who knows but yeah let's see
2: but guys apps can i actually tell you guys something this eclipse is crazy i can tell you this because i just got something on discord and i went to uh the the news real quick to find out and guys damn, this is this is interesting. Like London head of banking dynasty dies at 91. Wow. And all of that happens at the same time. This was published seven Tell hours that's ago. that's actually,
0: let me show you this as well, and I'm going to kick it right to you. <laughs> but there was a massive update out of China this weekend as the second most powerful man, and the guy who was in Ched ahead of their central bank digital currency program was arrested, not only fired, but arrested. So Johnny, I got to find that tweet. I'd just love to give you the floor to speak for just 30 seconds while I pull this up.
3: Yeah. You know, it's very, very fascinating that, you know, we know we talked about this on this show. We have waters above crypto on the show, and we always talk about, you know, the, the energies and numerology and astrology and how it's all tied together. And whether you believe it or not, you don't have to. It's up to you. <laughs> but it's certainly too way, way too coincidental, abs that when you have these interesting um astrological events or eclipses and things like that, that all of a sudden you see a lot of crazy shit happening in the world. So to me, it's really no, no surprise there, but let's see what you got here. Let's check it out, Johnny, because we got some massive
0: news coming out of China as the deputy governor of the central bank responsible for creating the CBDC was fired. But not only was he fired, he was arrested. The deputy governor of the People's Bank of China has been fired, and he was in the position since 2015. He was previously the second most powerful man in China up until 2017, and he was leading the digital currency research division for the Public's Bank of China. It's suspected of serious violations and discipline of the law and is currently undergoing disciplinary review and supervision for the investigation. Here's what's pretty funny, Johnny, in the West, we may consider it an investigation. However, in China, he's already been arrested. So this has been highlighted for a couple of weeks now that this has been going on. And this could be an indicator of many future crackdowns to come within the industry. The reasons behind the investigation are unclear, but several have speculated that it relates to the payments industry. This might be a sign that there could be further crackdowns in the future. And like I just highlighted before, this was the second most powerful man in China up until 2017. And he is currently in charge of the Central Bank Digital Currency Program. I'm going to kick it to you, and then we'll go to the node defender.
3: I'll tell you, I'm not excited about this news because of the way I think, which is completely different than the way everybody else thinks. So if you're reading that article, you might, oh, yeah, good. No, No, there's something else going on there. And the fact that this guy actually, I think you said, was leading the charge on cryptocurrencies... And wanted to see it happen, and now he's gone. Actually, is not a good thing uh, for for the for the promotion of cryptocurrencies, at least in China. So, if I were in China and I wanted to see cryptocurrencies coming out, and I saw this news, I'd be I'd be a little upset. Now, until the facts come out to see what he did, the reality is in China, the news is whatever they the government wants the news to be, not what it really is. So, who the hell knows what the truth is? So, you could take that article, roll it up, throw that thing out, and some bitch that thing's worth less than a dollar. But the fact that the only real thing that matters here is the guy who was a champion for cryptocurrency is now in jail. That's not a good thing, in my opinion. Don't forget, it
0: wasn't cryptocurrency. It was centralized cryptocurrencies, Johnny. And that's something that we are definitely trying to avoid in this market. That that makes even
3: even less sense if you want to
0: know the truth. Well maybe he was stealing money cuz they are saying it was a payments violation issue but you know what this does remind me of it reminds me of Jack Ma like the, the creator of Alphabet Inc who he, there was some violation he spoke out against the government I don't know if that guy's ever been seen again so Mario Yes he is
3: but he did disappear for 30 days, and yeah. then all of a sudden he complied. So just so- enough
0: time to clone him, roll out the clone, and then he's back better than ever. But Mario, I'd love to get some of your thoughts. We got 396 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We've already broken down the LIBOR case. Sorry, the library case. So if you're looking for the details, just rewind the video. But Mario, I'd love to get some comments here. Second most powerful man in China was arrested for stealing money. What does this mean to you, my friend?
1: Well, I think Johnny nailed it. I really I think I can add that much more i mean the fact that he was a a voice for crypto is definitely a concern um you know but everybody everybody does bad things right so you could be uh you could be a positive for crypto but he could be doing bad shady stuff in the background so yep we'll see what happens
0: When we talk about China, we often reference their payment system and social media called WeChat. And Elon Musk has created or purchased Twitter in order to create an American better version of that product. We got a quote from Elon Musk this weekend. It says, I'm going to execute on x.com game plan from 22 years ago, eventually bringing better payment systems to social media. Selman, I see you're on air. I'd love to go to you if you're available for comments. What do you think about uh, Elon Musk saying that he's in the process of creating a better WeChat through his purchase of Twitter?
2: Yeah, so everyone was first thinking Elon uh, acquired, you know, Twitter just because of freedom of speech, etc. But I think no, like he's not buying uh, uh, like a a platform for forty billion dollars, right? Just to uh, give people freedom of speech. No, um, that's a lot of money. He does that because obviously with that all in one app, you can really dominate this uh, place and become a monopoly, right? And so I do believe you know, we've seen his success with PayPal. We've seen his um, success with many other uh, technology companies. And obviously there is already like a product out there called WeChat, and he's just gonna copy and improve and make it better. He's gonna use, he's gonna make what Facebook has tried, but Facebook was highly centralized. Their currency was uh, centralized. He's gonna use a decentralized platform the, the network with a lightning network, et cetera, and create that whole new experience and, you know, get regulatory, I would say, support as well. I mean, he uh, most likely will. And X.com, especially, you know, he mentioned in an interview uh, from 10, 20 years ago, this plan that he had, PayPal didn't do it. And um, he's going to make it. He's going to, you know, bring it uh, to life. And so I believe X.com is going to be a big, big change in uh, the way we interact.
0: Mario, it is x.com, not xrp.com, but there was a Twitter bot that allowed XRP tips to be purchased on Twitter. They removed it back in 2020, and there's a petition going around to add this new XRP tip bot back to Twitter. So this is another example of how payments could be coming back to Twitter, and it could be some of our favorite tokens. What do you think about Elon Musk creating this new product and the fact that the XRP tip bot could be coming back to Twitter?
1: Well, as far as as Twitter's uh, acquisition by Elon Musk, he's definitely got a bigger plan. Um, he's definitely doing this. He's a businessman. As much as he, want, he may want to create a platform where freedom, is, freedom of speech is, is endorsed, I really think that there's a bigger plan here because of... And plus, he's got investors. He didn't put all this money by himself. There's investors behind him. So he's going to he's gonna need to produce... Finance is one of them. Right, exactly. CZ with Binance is one of them. And so he's going to want to produce income for, for those investors. And um, he's already stated it. This is a plan for X.com. He wants to create this... One single ecosystem, and I mentioned this last week, just like Apple has an ecosystem where its software works great with its hardware. He wants to create the similar type of ecosystem. He's got the experience. He did PayPal. He definitely understands payments. A lot of people were criticizing him last year for not really understanding what what his vision with Doge was. And he's like, hey, look, I understand payments. I did PayPal. So uh, I'm excited to see what he does with it, though, because I, I love the platform uh, that Twitter has. I think it's uh, it's one of my favorite pl- platforms, and I love engaging there. So I'm interested to see what he does with it.
0: Thank you, Mariano. I'd love to get some quick comments from Johnny K here. I see you're having fun in the live chat. Well, check out this comment. It says, vote now. Is Elon a rat snake weasel? Yes or no? Johnny Crypto, I'm going to give you the chance to respond as the leader of the rat snake weasel movement.
3: Uh, first of all, I love our chat. It's it, I get so hooked sometimes in there. I miss what you're talking about. But, uh, you know, yeah, I you know that's a great question. I'm not going to answer that question. That is because if I do, I'm going to influence other people. So I'm just going to let everybody in the chat you guys answer it first. Just put a yes or a no. Don't put anything else. Just, is Elon a rat snake weasel? Yes or no. But I do agree with somebody who put in there, you know, that Elon is. does he care about free speech. No, absolutely not. He doesn't. I mean, maybe he does personally, but he didn't buy Twitter because it cares about free speech. He bought Twitter for some other reason that someday you're going to find out. Most likely, it's to create a, comp, a competitor to WeChat. I've, I've used WeChat. I've been in China. And I can tell you. That, you know, it's like it's their end game. Like everybody uses it. That's what it's for. And so it does everything for them. And, and we don't have that right right now, Abs in the U.S. So it makes sense to take a platform like Twitter, bolt on a few more things, and now you can turn that into, you know, basically a competitor to WeChat. WeChat is freaking huge in China. So that to me is what he's really thinking. But yeah, I got oh, Crypto. Look at
0: somebody this. said Johnny crypto and apps for 2024. I will gladly be your vice president. If that's cool with you, Johnny K I'll accept
3: the role. There we go. Well, let's find out for audience. Watch. Let's just see a hey, today's voting day, by the way, make sure you all go vote. But since today's election day, put in the, <laughs> Let's put in the chat there. Who wants to see Johnny Crypto and Abs run for Vice President President? And you know what?
0: This As we're checking out the live chat, there's a lot of no's in here. There's a couple of yeses. I would say it's probably 60, 40. People do not think he's a rat snake weasel. So pretty interesting results there. But you should put out a poll on Twitter, Johnny, and then we can check it out tomorrow. That'd be pretty cool. Let's update idea. our listeners on this document that we found yesterday. As a document from 1996 shows that the National Securities Agency posted a paper with MIT breaking down electronic cash This really does just go to show how long they've been working on this industry. And when people like Gary Gensler pretend that they don't understand cryptocurrency, Gary Gensler is one of the most well-connected people in the industry. He's been studying this for probably 30 years. Johnny, I'd love to go back to you for some quick comments. and We'll work our way through the group.
3: You know, when when you think of technology, what people don't realize is the general common man believes that when a technology is bought on the shelf, that that's when it was launched, right? So when the computer came out, Uh, And I remember getting my first Commodore VIC-20 or 64 in like 1980-something, right? And so you would think like, oh, the computer came out in 1984. No, the computer was worked out in like the 1950s, okay? It took 30 years just to get it to go from this big monster machine that would fit in the size of a freaking library room or the school to get it small enough where it can come and fit on my desktop in my house. And back then it was still a monster in 1984. Okay, Johnny, can I add a comment here? People often
0: ask like, oh, how long have we been doing video chat? Do you know when the first <clears throat> FaceTime was completed? 1971. 1971 was the first time there was a video, a live video chat completed. Just shows how
3: early. They hey, let me really life. blow your mind. You know when the first time that a wireless communication was done? You want to take a guess what year that was? um 1930 let's see. yeah no even earlier it was in the early it might have been the late 1800s or early nineteen hundred. we already had wireless communication unbelievable but it takes so technology takes a very long time so to see that this was in the 19 you know 90s that started it absolutely may <laughs> there we go out a boy the reality is abs i'm not surprised at all all technology takes in fact things we're working on today is going to be launched 30 years from now right and that's just how it kind of works at the end of the day. But, yeah, it's no surprise here that this to go. And, and, you know, what's cool reading articles like this is exciting to see kind of how it started out and where it was going. But there's no doubt that this has been in the works for 20, 30, 40, 50 years and probably going to take another 10 or 20 before we get to 100 percent complete cash. I mean, uh, digital money and no cash. Mario, anybody who wants to check out a little bit of history, check out the Chicago World Fair. We let more
0: light bulbs than in New York City on one single day. Then we destroyed it after six months. So it's always fun to look into the conspiracy theories. What do you think about this patent here? The National Securities Agency filing a report with MIT in 1996, man. 1996, I wasn't even around. And they were working on cryptocurrencies. Mm. This is pretty freaking crazy. What do you think about this, Mario?
1: It is. And, and it, it just goes to what Johnny was saying. Like We're far from seeing the final product of all these blockchain technologies whether it's bitcoin XRP you know we're far from seeing the final product and i've often i've often said amongst conversations with friends and stuff that chances are 10 20 years from now we're going to look at ethereum and it's going to be something completely different than what we think it's going to be today or we're going to look at XRP and it may turn out to be something completely different than what it is today because as johnny just said you know first wireless communication was in the early 1900s i did not know that and that's insane and so uh, yeah, we got a ways to go
0: We got a ways to go, my friends, and we're breaking down some more information on the cryptocurrency market here as a 300, sorry, 360 million total dollars have been invested into the Hedera ecosystem across 175 projects in 2022 alone, working on all types of solutions from carbon credits to the tokenization of real assets. HBAR seems like a token that's here to stay. And Selman, I'd love to get some comments from you. We cover their governing council all the time, companies like IBM, Google, Microsoft, the largest companies on the planet are connected to Hedera. They've got over $360 million coming in this year. What are you anticipating and how do you feel about this project?
2: 360 is um, compared to all the money that, you know, um, Basically flood into this market, you know, it's just a fraction of that, but I'm uh, anticipating, you know, it's going to be billions very, very soon. And, you know, the energy efficiency of HBAR and XRPL, these kind of, you know, blockchains, you're going to see how uh, more and more Polygon also entering the space, more and more, you know, institutions will adopt that because... Even, you know, uh, we're educating people on, you know, um, how to save energy, how to do this and that, you're right, and to focus on carbon footprint, et cetera. And you'll see even communities want that right now. So they have that in their subconscious mind now. And if you come out and say, hey, Ethereum um, or Ethereum is now, you know, moving to proof of stake, but like you'll see how um, these institutions to get, you know, goods like to score well uh, on the community side of things. They are definitely going to go for these kind of blockchains, and this is why LG joined this space as well. And you can also see that in a cold bear market, and you see the crypto war happening between exchanges, uh, they don't care. These businesses are filing trademarks, uh, buildings um, yep. silently in the uh, behind the scenes, and they're going to come big next year or maybe 2024. Get ready.
0: Johnny Crypto, it reminds me, like you always say, we need multiple horses in this race, but I want to get some thoughts from the Node Defender here. Mario, we talk about how Hedera is constantly building in the carbon credit market because this is one of the most prominent markets. If we could fast forward eight to 10 years from now, I think Ripple Ripple XRP and Hedera are going to be two of the most prominent currencies when it comes to tracking carbon credits. There's even a system that exists today called Digital ID. I'm going to pull that up and show our listeners right now, but what do you think about these updates?
1: Yeah, any project that has, wants to be successful has to comply with those carbon credits. It's like <laughs> it's the one thing that it's the one thing that it's 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 a necessity. If you're a business nowadays. you have to comply, you have to be green and you have to be carbon neutral or, or negative. So, yeah, HBAR, massive project. Um, a lot of a lot of these brands are partnering up with these different blockchains, and this is happening for a reason. They're seeing that this is the way that the future is is moving towards. So these partnerships, again, still so early, still so so hard for us to be able to envision exactly how they're going to play out. But it's uh, for us that are early in this space, because uh, I was having this conversation with Gonzo this morning, it feels like we're late because we've, we're talking about this every single day and it feels like, wow, we may have missed out on so much stuff, but we are so early. And these partnerships brewing with with a lot of these big companies, a lot of great stuff is going to come out of it. And we're yet to see or, or even imagine the the potential that they have.
0: Johnny Crypto, check out this update we have found right here as Ripple debuted their digital ID project with over 40 companies on board. This is an update from August 19th of 2020, actually before the SEC lawsuit was filed. But I think it's a great insight into the global narrative. Not only are they going to connect your finance to your ID, I think everything's going to be connected, including carbon credits, your assets, the list goes on and on. What do you think about these updates here? And I want to remind our listeners, 399 live listeners joining us. If you love Johnny Crypto, show us some love. Smash that like button. My man, floor is yours.
3: Come on, guys. Let's get over 200 likes. Let's make it 50%. Give that, give that button a war Elbow drop. And, uh, you know, Abs, there's no doubt <clears throat> that we're going to see Ripple we're going, not Rip, but we're gonna see IDs tied to everything. Our, our personal ID will be tied to everything you do. In fact, there's a there's a TV show out there. I forgot the name of it, but you know it was out there for a while. Where Black Mirror? Nah, it was another show where they could actually like scan your face and they knew everything about you just off the image of your face. And they could oh, that's not your, a
0: movie show. That's China, my friend.
3: TV show, <laughs> yeah. And they could and they could predict if you were gonna create a, uh, commit a crime, and they would try to stop it ahead of time. You know, so it was really really interesting um i forgot the name of it but anyway the point being is there's no question you already see that and you see all around the world i mean yeah in fact you had an article on last week that literally talked about this too where they were going to try i think it was in london or forgot where it was but there was going to be an id program as well so unfortunately that was with hsbc yep yes that's what it was so hsbc is working on it right all these things are coming on it just the reality again i'm not excited about that at all if you want to know the truth um because of the the, the other side the you know, there's always two sides to the to the sword here. And one edge is, you know, double-edged swords, right? You, I don't like the other side of what this means. But the only good news is that you love to see Ripple be part of that. And you love to see use cases hopefully for XRP. If this stuff is going to happen anyway, I'd rather be happy to the horses I have in the race. Mario, I'd love to get some quick thoughts from you here. Ripple is clearly taking the initiative on the digital
0: ID program, yes. but it's a lot much larger movement than what Ripple and HBAR are doing here. This is a global movement, not only into central bank digital currencies and into social credit scores, but we're going to see some of these blockchains become one of the most prominent ways of transferring value on the planet. And many of our listeners are in a great position to take advantage of it. I'd love to hear what you have to say on the digital ID aspect of this. How long do you believe until we see a digital ID project implemented in first world countries such as London and the United States?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a tough question. Uh, I mean, exact time, time frame is hard to say, but we're certainly moving that way, one hundred percent. Like everything that's happened over the last couple of years, is, in my opinion, it has been done to get us there a little bit quicker. Um, for example, and I tweeted this over the weekend. I was watching a show at a at a um, like a Disney on Ice show, and no cash whatsoever is accepted. The only credit cards, and and so that was not possible two years ago, but with with the uh, with the events that happened over the last the last couple of years and people just feeling like everything is more digital, it's it's going to happen eventually, one hundred percent. I think you can look at it like negatively. You can think about this uh, social credit and everything like in a negative way, but I don't know. I try to be optimistic. Um, you know, I try I, I try not to be a pessimistic person. I try to be optimistic, so I try to look at it in a way where. How can I benefit from this? Because if this is the way that the future is moving towards or that our civilization is moving towards, there's got to be a way that I can benefit from it and, uh, and therefore for it to not be like a negative thing on, on, on in my life or my family's life.
0: And we've got some more relevant breaking news because I know that was an older article. Well, this article was published this morning as Ripple announced a partnership with Proper Home to begin the real estate revolution. So Ripple has announced a new partnership with Proper Home, a blockchain-enabled real estate marketplace to create a renewed way to buy, sell, and rent property. Ripple and this partnership are built upon the XRP ledger, and they share many of the same characteristics such as efficiency, speed, and transparency. It is indeed the goal of this partnership to revolutionize the level of engagement that is typically a tedious process of buying, selling, and renting homes in the industry. And this is just the first of a much larger move in this direction. Johnny, I know you got some experience in real estate. Blockchain cannot only facilitate payments. You can remove some of the costs that it takes when you pay your agent by going through some of these blockchain networks. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts about the advantages here. And what do you think about Ripple moving into this space?
3: I think it's fantastic that we're seeing this, you know, you're, you're seeing, this is the second company I'm aware of now. So Proppy was the first one that I've known that was doing it. Now you got another company that's doing it. You're just going to see more and more real estate is the most, you know, seems to be the most targeted one because of the large, large size of prize that's out there for it. So you're seeing these industries go after it. You're seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, see the blockchains happening out there. And so just I just like the fact that Ripple's getting its you, you see like they're getting their their tentacles into everything, you know, and that's a good thing for again. I love seeing my horses spreading their wings. Like they're going like a pay a pig now. They got wings on there. a Pegasus, right? The horses are actually flying and spreading everywhere. So that's a good thing. Um, I don't think, you know, as we talked about, someone talked about everything's going to be tokenized soon. Abs, your, your underwear is going to be tokenized and Mario's shirt. And you know, all these other things, everybody's going to want all this stuff out there and you're going to be able to tokenize anything. So it's just only a matter of time. The funny thing is where it's so early in the beginning, Our minds can't even fathom how much stuff is going to get tokenized in the future, and I'm happy to see Ripple is playing there. I love this
0: comment from Tess Crypto here. It said that title companies will come obsolete once crypto adoption progresses. Selman, I'd love to get some comments from you here. Perfect. I see you're in the live chat. What do you think about this digital revolution here? We know that the XRPL is launching DeFi applications through Flare Network. They're also tokenizing and launching NFTs this month. Now we've got some more great news as they're moving into the real estate market. All of our XRP holders out there should be jumping up and down, but not until the lawsuit's over, my friend. What do you think about this news, Selman?
2: That is big, and I want to make another big announcement. Collecti is proud to announce that we're gonna tokenize Johnny Crypto's underwear collection and fractionalize, airdrop them to all XRP holders. So, snapshot date will be revealed soon. Anyways, I just wanna, I just wanna let you guys know this is huge. We've been talking about this tokenization of real estate is the thing. But keep in mind, guys, I, I've seen someone, you know, uh, already, you know, kind of um, bullish on Prop Home. Uh, whereas Propy is on Ethereum, all I can say is, guys, it's, you know, future is cross-chain. So it it is inevitable. Proppy will, uh, has to adopt. It has to be on XRPL. It has to be on Solana, on many other blockchains in the future. There is no way around. And I think uh, the use cases will be immense. It's going to be insane. And so um, you're going to hear more and more of these business and traditional uh, businesses moving um, to this space and becoming um, actually, uh, like a blockchain real estate agents uh, agency. It's gonna happen. So I'm I'm super bullish on this.
0: Fascinating, Salman. And I want to give our update our listeners an update on the lawsuit as well. As we had some really strong statements come from Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse, stating that he believed this lawsuit would be over in the first half of 2023. He also said that Ripple would not consider a settlement unless the SEC was willing to admit that XRP must rec- be recognized fully as a non-security, and that's a big price to ask because I think the SEC is not only going to want a settlement here, they're going to want uh, jurisdiction and control over this market. Mario, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. We've got updates from Gary Gensler last week talking about how officials within the SEC were really, really critical of how he was running the agency and even said he was making the work environment almost unbearable. People didn't want to be in the building around Gary Gensler. This is some pretty interesting news here. Three months until the end of the lawsuit. What does it mean to you, my friend?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of us get the feeling that um, when Gary Ginsel came into power, and I remember before he he got appointed as the the chair of the SEC, everybody was excited because of the fact that he's a professor teaching blockchain. So we all expected him to be a, a, a positive proponent for cryptocurrency as far as regulation in the SEC, and it's been the complete opposite. But I also just think that he was handed a torch and he has to run in the same direction that they want him to run. That makes sense. So... I just think that uh, even if he has different thoughts, the agency itself or the, the bigger person managing the agency wants him to run in that direction. And they're going to continue running in that direction until they tell him to stop. Um, whether it's through the SEC case with Ripple and, and that sets a precedent. And hopefully we get this new regulatory agency that regulates crypto and sees crypto for what it is. But we just need innovation to continue. We need that innovation to stay in the United States too. So I hope that they make the right decisions. And uh, as far as Gary Gansler, I think he's just there being told what to do. Unfortunately.
0: Awesome guys. And we're going to dive into our last, Oh, Johnny, do you have any comments there? Sorry.
3: No, I, I just agree with Mario. I believe that he's being, we were all excited because he came from this space, but the reason why they picked him is because he came from this space and it looked credible. And then they put him in his place and now they're telling them what to you know, like Mario said, I think he's being, I think he's, I think he's being manipulated. So, You're spot on, Johnny.
0: And we got 200, sorry, 358 live listeners joining us. Thank you for being here this morning. Either smash that like button or just send us love and high vibrations because we're bringing you an update from our friend BitBoy Crypto. (laughs) Who This is a pretty funny article here. So Ripple rejects a scandalous crypto blogger as the director for their role. A controversial crypto blogger, Ben Bitboy Armstrong, applied for a role as the Ripple director in Singapore. Well, that was rejected. And the influencer made an announcement on Twitter. And the only reason I feel like it's necessary to cover this article, Johnny, is because I got our friend coming on tomorrow to not only address this news, but talk about what's going on behind the scenes with Sam Bankman fried What do you think about this article here? And does it give you a good laugh that they labeled him scandalous as
3: it, in the title of this article? Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure Ben didn't apply for a role at <laughs> Singapore Ripple. No, no, no. He
0: did. He did it. He, did.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> he actually did apply for the role. and it the He did it sarcastically. He posted it on Twitter because they
0: battle it out. David Schwartz has actually responded to Ben and called him, you know, not nice names a couple of times. So Ben applied for a role as kind of a joke. And then they rejected oh, it. Oh, I got More you. of a joke article.
3: I guys, That's priceless. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess at the end of the day, you know, if anybody wants to have a little fun out there. They certainly can. Um, to me, uh, I, I would assume that it was just all in good fun. But yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I can't wait to have Ben on tomorrow. Can't wait to hear what Ben has to say about this whole FTX thing and seeing Sam. I mean, SBF is just going down with the ship. I mean, he's sinking big time. So I can't wait to Hear what what Bitboy is
1: going to be happy, that's for sure. (laughs)
3: Yeah, because he he
2: was talking about that like uh, a week ago. Guys, uh, this is your last chance to move all all your uh, assets off of this exchange, etc. Like, he did. We didn't listen to Bitboy.
3: He knew, well, he knew, he did tell you he knew a lot of stuff behind the scenes that he couldn't talk about. And obviously, this is what he probably knew. And yeah, yeah, that thing crashed and burned. But he did warn everybody, he said, get out of there. So if you were smart and you listened to Bitboy, well, you know, you would have saved your stuff. So hopefully you listened. Awesome, guys. And we're going to close this
0: show off the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to the Node Defender. And thank you to the CEO of Labs, Selman G. As you can see, tomorrow we have BitBoy Crypto joining the show. We're going to talk about XRP. We're going to talk about the SEC. And we're going to talk about a bunch of rat snake weasels within the industry. We've got 344 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And like we always say, Warriors
2: Rise.
0: Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.
2: Let's I'm go. I'm dancing here. I'm dancing. And remember.
3: remember oh, you're dancing. We ready. It. We ready. We ready for y'all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We
0: ready. Can I it? Can I it? We ready.